known on the internet, a uh, voice actress, and also a Twitch streamer. That's quite a... Uh, and you own... If I'm if I'm getting this correct, you also are the CEO of an indie game studio as well. Though I tried go, I tried uh, getting into the website for that, and it just takes me it's to sit down. It's not set up yeah. yet. <laughs> No, it's not set up. We want to actually work on the game first before we actually um, set up the website. But yes, it, it is. We are, me and my husband started an indie studio a couple months ago, and we're currently working on that first game, Love Sync. So wh- which out of these three things are is, is at least making the revenue for you the most? I mean, between Twitch streaming and then, you know, voice acting or, or, or like none of the above? Are all these just hobbies? My voice acting is my main focus yeah. because it's something that I've always wanted to do and get into because I've always wanted to be an actor, but I can't do normal acting because of my disabilities. So I got into voice acting and I would say it is my it is my personal revenue that I actually depend on. So I would say voice acting for sure. I want to get into um, Twitch is more of a it's fun to do because I do charity work. So with my Twitch streams, I raise money for different organizations to help people. So I don't plan or encourage myself from getting anything from it. But I do, you know, if I do get something, I use it towards like, oh, I mean, improve my stream or anything like that instead of just putting it in my pocket. So. Well, I mean, it seems like you have been using it for something because you got a bunch of uh, fungal pops in your room. (laughs) (laughs) These are my Ninderites. Most of these are gifts because I really love them. Uh, I can't, they're very, I only get like certain ones because they're cheap, but they're kind of like Funko Pops. People like to call them the 1% of Funko Pops, but they're like little mini statues and they're chippy and everything like that. And I love them so much. No, I wish I could. I wish. Yeah. These things are not cheap. Most, of, like I said, most of these are gifts and or were on sale. So I don't buy them full price because that is way too much money. <laughs> well, still, you got a collection there. Then I, I guess. I mean, I would only assume having that collection, you are into anime a lot. Which I mean, that's that might be yeah. a inspiration of voice acting. So for voice acting, is it just so? Is it just games or also anime or TV as well? or any sort of thing that's animation related yeah i do um primarily i do video games because i do uh because final fantasy 10 and metal gear got me into wanting to be a voice actor but i do do some animations i'm not in anime yet i would like to try it out i hear but i don't really live in the area but now we're doing with covid out now they're actually doing remote work for um voice actors so it's something i can still get into but um, as for right now, I only do commercials, radio, video games, podcasts, and some animations that you may find on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, you have like a couple of ones that are ha- at least you have hashtags on your on your Twitter profile. Mm-hmm. I tried finding some of those. I don't know if they they're on the right like house party for example i uh, oh, looked God. i looked for house party and it brought me to something else that was called house party but i don't know if it's the same house party that you were or what which house party that is supposed to be so house party is a game by eat games it's been played by a lot of uh it's an interesting game i've voice for but probably my most known role <clears throat> because um uh the game grumps have played it uh 
Jacksepticeye, uh, Markiplier has played this game. Basically, famous Les players have played this game, and it got popularity through there. But I think the biggest one was the game Grumps, and I play a character named Leah, and <laughs> she's a um, interesting character. But she's probably one of my favorite characters to ever voice because she's so down to earth and she's just so comical and the lines are so great but it's it's it's, you have to watch the game grumps play through to understand house party and then watch the newer ones they just recently did that actually has my character in it and that's the only reason why i actually wanted to be in house party is because i saw the game grumps play and i was like i got voice in this game it looks like a lot of fun and that's how i i did the audition and got the role for it because i was i guess i was best pick for the role so yeah <laughs> well like the house party i found it there was a game called uh, on on the house party page it was called like the magic eight ball and i mean again i don't even know if the house party i looked for the same one you're referring to i mean maybe yeah. be different ones but i mean the one that i immediately know of because i backed this on kickstarter and also pretty much the start of these this long streak of uh, diversity interviews i've just been pushing out harder during the summer because well you know the thing about it but i mean it actually all started with adam kareem who is the <laughs> director creator of this game actually the sole guy working on this game i mean kind of there are other things but for the most part he is like the main developer of it protocol delta or no proto joy proto delta why i before i butcher that no proto joy delta and that game looked really cool and yeah i was we were talking in great length about that game and then about even the trail of the protagonist and how important that is and everything but you don't voice the protagonist in that game from what I understand. No, no, I voice her mother, basically. I voice Dr. Noor Shelton. She is basically Delta's creator and the person that believes Delta will be the change. So I had the honor. I, I, it's funny that you said that because I originally was going to do Delta, but I decided to, I didn't want to do multiple roles. So me and Adam talked and we, and I stepped down from Delta and I wanted someone else to do the role, but I really wanted to do Noor Shelton because I really felt her character and how powerful she was and how sympathetic she is for humanity and wants to change the world from the evils that are happening even even i believe i believe i do have an actual daughter in the game but delta is basically her daughter daughter in my opinion yeah uh, i mean the thing is i i haven't i mean i backed on kickstar and i i mean we talked about the the story and everything uh i don't I don't think I've had anything about or known too much about like the uh, the other character besides the protagonist and then all these the, all the different boss fights because one of the questions I was uh, or one of the things I was asking about is well I mean this is inspired by Mega Man and I mean if you yes. play Mega Man Mega Man's not a story driven game or at least every time it does it, it's uh, kind of corny but oh it, yeah <laughs> Especially the Mega Man X series. It's Mega not Man the best X Seven, story yes, in the world. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that's because he had that comparison, or some people try to say, "Oh, he's doing a 3D Mega Man game like Mega Man X." It's that all over again. I'm like, I, I mean, I have faith that that's not the direction you want to go, but I mean, just 
if you want what not to do, you could just look at cutscenes of that game. Because, I mean, the whole Mega Man 7X started out with a random dude getting shot in the face and then turn around going, Who are you? Why? <laughs> And like, if you're shot in the face, you shouldn't even be talking. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that game was so cheesy as heck. I mean, oh, but yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I in some ways I adore it, but I mean, I know it's not good. But I mean, it is an interesting thing to do is to take a, a series that isn't really known for its story, but then to have a story-driven take on it while also kind of yeah. being influenced by things by Ratchet and Clank. But it's cool that you got the sort of uh, range of characters you're playing as. I mean, even though the one I know the most of is Protodroid Delta, but I think another one that might be a little familiar to me was Rush Attack. Yes, that's another um, amazing game um, by... His name is Albert, and he's solo making everything. He's making everything by himself. And how we met was he was posting art about his game and stuff like that. And I was following for for a while. And, and I said, hey, you know, are you going to be looking for voice actors? And he goes, yeah, but I don't know the first thing about voice actors and blah, blah, blah. But you can send me your demo. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll send you my demo. And he listened to it and he liked it. And he was like, hey, can you voice one of these characters for me? And then he actually asked me to help with casting. So I guess I'm the, I guess in a sense of way, I'm the assistant casting director for the game now. But um, we've casted some amazing talent for it, some amazing voiceovers um, that I'm very proud to have on this project. And it's, like I said, he's doing all the work by himself. It's a uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up like Streets of Rage. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, and then it has a two-player uh, fighting game that you can play with other people. And the story is going to be very interesting, even though he's going to be changing the story due to a couple things that are happening in the world, especially with COVID. But um, he he's he's really, really passionate about this, and he's not even looking at it for the money. He just wants to make a side scrolling beat em up with a very with um with very diverse people like black with, with a lot of black people in it, which is great because like in this time of age, we don't get to see a lot of characters of our color in one setting. It's just maybe scattered on a couple games now, but things are finally changing. Um, but his game is definitely going to be something I think is going to be very, very amazing after all the previews I keep watching and the voice cast and things like that. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, we are seeing how that uh, change. I mean, the, I, I'd say in uh, recent years, we've seen that progression. We've seen uh, some more mm-hmm. interesting uh, female protagonists in games, and we've seen uh, some more people of color. Uh, I mean, whether or not they're exactly the main character, I mean, there's some are, some aren't, but I mean, they've given some, like, memorable personalities. Even with this, in the Zero 2, I mean, the Final Fantasy VII remake came out, and, uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, why did that name escape me for some reason? I, I really loved that game. For some reason, I can't... The name name of the characters are... Not, Barrett? Uh, Barrett? What the... Why did... I, I almost said Butch. I mean, Barrett. I don't know where I was getting those two <laughs> That's names. That's kind of like a Butch. It's okay. <laughs> No, but I mean that—that's kind of an inspiring black character. I mean, this leading a resistance to fight like corporate jerks, and also looking after 
our little uh, daughter. It's, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. The the game is goofy as heck, but I mean, there's still some charming characters in that, and I think it, it, we are still seeing uh, change as it is, and there are more. I mean, you see more trailers and more. Uh, I, I mean, uh, talk or not, not trailer. What am I talking about? More gameplay or previews of upcoming games that have a diverse cast of characters even uh villains or even protagonists i mean oh yeah there i think it was this weekend i believe but actually i think what is really wonderful i i uh really i really enjoyed the shadow warrior series and that is a uh first-person shooter hack and slash by Devolver Digital and Flying yeah. uh, Hog Games. But, I mean, the protagonists of those games, they are from Asian actors, uh, yeah. which yeah. it does bring me to something else. I mean, this is something I've always been wanting to even just ask another voice actor or actress about. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you, you probably have seen the recent news, certain characters getting recasted because originally they weren't casted by the exact actor or act or uh, skin color sexuality uh disability or whatever and that whole form that we've seen for so long it's been known as stunt casting uh which and, and while i'm gonna say is i think it is great uh especially a show that i really love a uh, central park which is on apple tv plus and it's a very endearing, uh, very sweet show with great musical numbers. But I mean, the one thing I was always kind of like, I was, I was kind of back and forth on. It was the casting of one of the characters. Now it's a about a, a mixed race family living in Central Park, New York, and the dad Owen, who's played by Leslie Owen Jr. from Hamilton. He is the park manager, and the whole story is about them trying to save their park from corporate jerks uh who are very petty uh because their dog wandered in the park and they, now they want to own that park and it's it's this really crazy thing about people being obsessed over this park and just a family just trying to be a family but it, i mean I, I i really enjoyed that show but i mean the thing that really kind of got me in some confusion is uh i mean so you have the other characters uh, i think cat I forgot the the mom's name, but the mom is white, and yeah. the two of the kids they are mixed race. They are Talking not. Talking about uh, Kristen Bell's character. Yeah, Kristen Bell is Molly, and Titus Burgess is uh, Cole. And the thing that got people like, okay, what what's going on here? I mean, it's maybe maybe it's not exactly black facing or anything, because she's not playing that character up to a stereotype or anything. It's not there's mm-hmm. nothing racist or offensive about that character it's just the confusion of like okay i mean yeah she is not of that skin color is is it a something to be is it like is it disrespectful to those uh, or to mixed race people when i actually take a look at the even the bigger picture and see that like all these anime characters a lot of them are take place in japan so they're obviously japanese but they're, mm-hmm. none of them are voiced by Asian characters. Or no, Asian actors or actresses. It's usually white or black anime voice actor. Which I'm not saying, hey, you know what, that's bad for them to do. I think... Yeah. It, that, that's that's where, like, I'm always in a confusion of, like, what what's wrong and what isn't. Because we have I, this I whole see, thing. I, I see what 
you're coming from, and it, it is a confusing time that we're having. The yeah. reason I Kristen Bell has always been a great ally to people, and I think that's why she stepped down from the role yeah. because she felt that um, she felt that she, a person of mixed race, should voice this, or a black person should voice this because it's just it doesn't give that feeling. I, in a sense. So, for instance, when I found out um, about certain characters and who voiced for them, I felt inspired. So, for uh, my friend, her name is her name is Anna. She's the voice of Nessa from Pokemon, and she has been getting nothing but kindness because all these girls who look up to Nessa um, are inspired that is voiced by a black girl and that they can probably do this exact same thing. I think the reason why. I, people believe that this is the right step to a new direction with voice acting is because of the very terrible dark past of voice acting and casting people for these roles. For instance, I love the Pooh from The Simpsons. I did. I thought he was a fantastic character. But I always thought he was voiced by an Indian man, and he wasn't. I honestly thought he was voiced by someone of Indian descent. And it was kind of like shocking to know that he was voiced by a white guy that was playing up an Indian accent. So it's one of those things that they're trying to basically get more to fill up the character. For instance, I wouldn't voice a trans person because I'm not trans. Yeah. I would never do such a thing because I feel like I don't know their shoes. I don't know anything. And nor would I want someone, I wouldn't want to see someone as someone of an indigenous descent. I wouldn't want to see a white person voicing an indigenous character because they don't know the struggles that that person has gone through or they don't know the past or anything. They, They don't know how their people truly suffered. It's one of those situations where I'm happy that people are stepping down from roles, but there's that other side of it that I'm just like, I know what you're doing and I understand what you're doing is great. And Kristen Bell, like I said, she's always been a great ally. But I feel like for a mixed race character, she couldn't, she was probably fine. And that's just how I feel about that. She probably would have been fine because the character is of mixed race. The character's half black and half white. But like I said, I do commend her for stepping down because she wanted to do something that she felt was right which was the right thing to do, but then I get that confusion that because the character is of mixed race. Well, I mean, it isn't just of mixed race. I guess, I mean, it's it's something that I've, I've kind of, uh, I've had long thought about. I even had like a mini segment when I when I even talked about the show because I, I actually, yeah, I read about why they want that decision in the first place. And it was just simply, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? We were, we were a bunch of friends just decided to make this together. And we thought, hey, you know what? The boys are all black, so why don't the girls be white? And I guess their little oopsie is like, oh wait, but Molly is mixed race, and that's gonna stir up some confusion. Yeah, yeah. And and she realized that and was like, hey, you know what? We're, we're, the first season is finished up at, as Christian Bell's Molly, but then season two is she will be voiced by uh, either a brown or black woman, and then Christian Bell's is gonna be playing another character. So I mean, it's like a win-win. Like it's not Christian Bell; yeah. she doesn't she didn't get kicked out of the show period it's just that hey you want know she just decided hey you know what? i'm voluntarily relinquishing my role we're gonna be putting me in a different role and then this is gonna be played by some of that rate and i and again i even commend her too i like hey you know what you that that was something you thought was right and i i think that that is great 
I mean, the only thing I don't appreciate is, like, people going after her thinking that she did it for the wrong intentions. I mean, maybe. No, I don't. No. I don't know. But. Absolutely not. She's she's a very, like I said, she's a very amazing uh, she's a very amazing person and an ally, and she understood that she, her, in the sense that she had a privilege of voicing this character, that should have probably went to somebody of mixed race that probably understands what it's like to be mixed. Like I said, I honestly feel like that she was perfect for that role, but given the circumstances with that role, it was probably for the best for her to step down. Yeah, I mean... I do honestly, yeah. and I honestly feel that certain races should... Like, I feel that if it is a black character, especially the, especially if it's, like, deep, deep subjects, that it should be voiced by a black person. And and same thing with indigenous and Japanese. Like, Ghost of Shishima, they actually went out of their way to get Japanese voice actors to, for the English dub. Like, a majority of their cast is Japanese voice actors for the English dub. And I'm very happy to see things like that because I do want that bit of authenticity when I play this game and that I'm really hyped for. I need this game to come out. <laughs> no, I, that's the thing is I'm hyped for that and Paper Mario. They're coming out of the same day. Yes. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, going to be thing with me to try to switch between those games. But, oh, it's uh, going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the, the other thing is just what where it gets me is when the, the character when the character's personality and their story isn't also about the race and that that was with Molly's character too it wasn't their whole personality wasn't a revolving around her skin color it was revolving around her obsession of wanting to get with this guy and just being a nerd uh, drawing about comics and also trying to reconnect with their family because at the beginning yeah. everybody's stressed out because uh, Owen doesn't know what to uh, how to make everybody happy happy uh in the park and then karen she's trying or Paige. i'm getting the, no no it's Paige. Paige is uh trying to discover what's going on with uh the, what's going on with the big business people or itsy and then cole cole is just that guy who wants to be friends with animals and all that sort of thing <laughs> yeah. and it, i mean it's fun seeing those characters interact with each other and then also just seeing them develop over time because i mean at first it was about the the boy but then later on it was just she was just wanting to follow her parents around and you know spend time with them i think there are some yeah. sweet things in that show and that's why I, I hope that with this change i hope that people decide to give this show a chance or people who are normally were upset at it and then like support the show when we have a you know the a person of color playing Molly. Mm-hmm. Which I mean that's the other thing is we don't we don't know how people are going to react to these cast changes when they happen cuz that then this isn't the other character. I mean this is the character of a, a show that I really enjoy but I mean we also have to include uh Big Mouth, Family Guy, yeah. which I mean I think with Family Guy you got to change that entire character cuz that entire character that to me I felt that was a black stereotype. You know what? And I and I fully agree with that because Cleveland, as quirky and as funny as he can be, he is actually a stereotype. And it's it really sucks because the rest of his family isn't. His, they're all played by black people except for Cleveland. And I didn't know that fact. Like I heard, um, I remember hearing the voice actor on the radio and they were like, you're actually a white guy. And I was like, Cleveland's a white guy? Wow, okay. But the rest of his family is actually voiced by black people. Except for Loretta. I think Loretta was actually voiced by a white person, but they killed her character off. So, um, and then, like, the rest of his new wife, his daughter, 
they're all voiced by black people so yeah he was he was a racial stereotype and it's really it's really sad to see that like it took 2020 for this to happen yeah like we're we're human beings we should be like evolved i mean this is not like looting tunes stopped doing that stuff a long time ago yeah, that's if Looney Tunes. Yeah. Looney Tunes was doing blackface. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, like, that, yeah. yeah that's, if Looney Tunes, Disney, and all these older companies can do it with like a swift justice, I think everyone else should be on board and stop doing these stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there are people who loved Family Guy. I I liked the first couple scenes of it, but I guess it fell off for okay. me. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm just. The, these these lowbrow stereotypes just for humor. I, I don't I don't think there's anything really clever about it. And I mean, yeah, definitely, this is not the time to be making racial stereotypes. And I don't think no. I don't think it shouldn't happen. But I mean, I'm glad we are seeing more diverse or, you know characters and everything. But I mean, yeah, that that just goes back to my my just me really looking at the anime voice acting scene and then also uh another example is another big character and that's samurai jack and samurai jack is an asian character voiced by philomar i'm not gonna say anything on that subject because philomar publicly said keep my your keep my name out your mouth (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna keep his name out my mouth all right Um, Philomar is a really sweet voice actor. No, no, of uh, I got to personally meet him when he was doing uh, a panel at Anime USA. It was at Anime USA. It was like six to seven years ago. I was dressed as Crying Wolf from Metal Gear Solid 4, and I had to meet him because he voices Vamp, and I love Vamp. Vamp is one of my favorite Metal Gear characters. So um, he talked, actually talked about um, Samurai Jack and how he actually was in japan did a comedy group in japan and they taught him how to do the accent yeah that is yeah he 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 he, he was taught how to do that accent for anime though i there are some instances where there are white characters in anime like for instance attack on titan is a prime example aaron yeager historia all these names are clearly european that are voiced by people but in the aspect of dubbing, they need to represent, they need to find voices, you know, for an English crowd. And then in many cases in anime, they'll change the name sometimes to make it more Western friendly and things like that. Like I said, I know the voice actress for Nessa for Pokemon, and now she also voices Miroko or something like that she's a bunny girl from uh, my hero academia she's a black voice actress and that representation kind of matters because when you see a person of color in an anime japan does not have the best history about dealing with people of color back in the day now they've actually cleaned up their act a lot (laughs) a lot and so seeing that you know these companies like funimation are now casting black people for black roles it's very important and like you said and you said that oh they're japan they're japanese yeah i i understand that but it, to a bringing a japanese anime to an american westernized crowd you're not going to find many japanese english speaking vas unfortunately in the business that can cover all these characters there's a lot of characters to cover in a lot of animes and there are very talented people in that industry that can bring these characters to life. Like I can't imagine anyone else voicing Piccolo than the voice of Piccolo. 
I can't imagine like someone else voicing Piccolo. That like his voice is just so. I forget the I forget the VA's name, but his voice. Every time I see Piccolo, I hear his voice instantaneously. Like I can't not hear Dad Piccolo <laughs> when I look at him. So I understand where you're coming from. Like yeah, they're Japanese characters, but there are many cases where they're not Japanese characters. Um, Edward Elric and like Aaron Yeager and all these yeah. other characters that actually have English names. And Love Live, for instance, is an actual character that is def- is technically not Japanese. So it's more of a bringing a thing from the East into the West, translating it for the West. So that's why they have that situation where there's non-Japanese people voicing um, anime characters. That's a completely different situation, in my opinion. Well, I mean, like, I mean, not even just like Japanese, but even, you know, Asian American actors, uh, which there are mm-hmm. plenty of Asian American yeah. voice actors. And uh, I mean, I'm, and I'm specifically thinking about the anime and anime movies where it is set in Tokyo and you have very Japanese names and they talk about eating ramen, going to high school and all these things that, I mean, it, part of the culture in Japan that is not over here. And then you hear someone who does not sound at all Asian it, play those characters which i mean i've been it's somewhere where i've i've always been back and forth with it because i i get it Uh, as you said there's just so many anime there's i mean there's so many i can't even keep track of all of it i mean yeah yeah, that's that. That's just yeah. where I, I when I hear about the, the stunt casting being offensive, I have to even just look at everything, and yeah. that even includes the live action translations to these Disney movies, because that's another oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it goes like I said, it goes both ways with Japan, because like. They'll do our movies as well in the West. They'll do like Iron Man and Black Panther and stuff like that. And they're not voiced by black people, especially in Black Panther, because I saw my friend lives in Japan and he's like, that black speaking Japanese person, but okay, we'll, we'll watch the movie still. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, what can you, it's really what can you do in this situation, you know? Like, there's not many, there's not many black VAs that speak Japanese, so they're not gonna, like, fly over a VA <laughs> just yeah. to get the thing going. It's like the vice versa. Um, but, yeah, it's... <laughs> Who stereotypes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who stereotypes? They're, they're, they're getting, but it's getting better. It is honestly getting better. It's getting better in anime. It's getting better in video games. It's getting better in Western animation. And I'm very happy to see it. It just, I'm just, sometimes I'm in the back of my mind saying, what took it so long? I have to wait, what, 30 years to finally see this? As a kid, like a kid growing up watching cartoons and stuff like that, I have to wait 30 years. I'm yeah. just like, well, I mean, at least it's happening. Yeah, I mean, th- that that's with, I, I from what I hear from like big budget studios, they're like, yeah, we don't know if uh, a movie that stars a lot of black people are gonna sell and that i mean that's the wrong way to think about (laughs) and and they were proven wrong with black panther and and oh yeah and get out Uh, so now we see plenty of movies where you have black people in leading roles i mean just last week uh we we talked about on our on our movie podcast we talked about the old guard which even though the main i guess the main character is charlie 
uh, Shiron. The other main protagonist who's like the avatar in all this is Kiki Lane, who is a uh, black actor or actress, and uh, I actually think she was the best part about that movie. And so, I mean, we're we're seeing more of that compared mm-hmm. to back then. I mean, yeah, back then we had so many movies with uh, blackface and and uh, oh, yeah. people talking like slaves. I mean, for, we've had. Hollywood give awards to slavery movies for gosh knows how long, uh, and they they still did that last year, and now they're saying we promise we'll ch- uh, we'll change. I I hope, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seeing Jordan Peele win an Oscar was very beautiful, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, seeing seeing people like the last year's Oscar, even the last year's Oscar was actually pretty nice to see because you had Taika Waititi winning a Oscar, which was fun, which was amazing. You had the director of Parasite and the movie Parasite, which was a foreign movie in Korea, South Korea, winning Oscars, which was beautiful and it was very controversial but it was beautiful because they won best foreign film then they won best uh uh, regular film but then like i said seeing the diversity actually change into different places is very wonderful the tonys for instance seeing hamilton do so well yeah so so well they have like a now they have a movie and you wouldn't have seen you wouldn't like you would not have seen something like that if you said 10 like 10 to 20 years ago you wouldn't see something like that like we, it like, it, it's crazy that this generation now is finally getting the diversity that we're asking for. I can finally say it, like in in World of Warcraft right now, they're just adding black like hair, black hair textures and yeah. stuff like that. And now I can make my elf black, and that's something that I've been arguing with for people for a long time why are elves always like a certain complexion why can't there be like actual brown elves or black elves and stuff like that and now i'm finally getting it after 16 years of world of warcraft blizzard i'm calling you out 16 years it took you to do this but anyway (laughs) so it's one of those situations where we're actually in a great time for diversity but we still have a long way to go we do we still have a long way to go the other thing i was going to mention because i I forgot to say this regarding Disney. I mean, when the live-action movies happened, yeah, they they would cast the characters of their their ethnicity, like with Aladdin Mm -hmm. and and Lion King. But then when it comes out and people see it, they're like, you know what, I kind of like it better when the white people did it. Yeah. I mean... With me I, on that, I'm like, you know what? Yes, I I will admit I do enjoy the 2D animated Aladdin better than the live action one. But that's not because, hey, you know what? I prefer white people did. But it's just, I mean, some of these remakes I feel are kind of sloppy. But I mean, that's me as a movie critic saying. I mean, some people love them, but and that's why you're, I appreciate. You're, you're fine because yeah. I like the I like the animation better still. Yeah. <laughs> The movie's okay. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm not... Will Smith had really big shoes to fill. Yeah. He really did. And, like, Robin Williams' legacy will always be something that is hard to fill even after his death. Uh, I personally feel that Disney is changing the voice cast. They know know what they did was... They know what they did in the past was problematic. They understand that. And that's the thing I do appreciate about Disney. They understand what they did wrong they like i said they still have a long way to go they're just changing splash mountain thank god (laughs) because that has some really bad undertones in there but um it's it's one of those things where if you hate if you don't like a certain movie you it's it's fine it's absolutely fine but like you gotta like 
you gotta be tiptoe what you say about not liking that movie because some people will be like oh you didn't like it because of the cast no it's not the cast it was just the poor writing um how things were put together uh, maybe the product something was going on with the production this that and the other there are like the lion king for instance I love The Lion King. I will. I have seen The Lion King three times at the age of eight in the theaters. But the live action Lion King was trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will call that out as it, it was a mostly black cast. It was. It was. I don't know how they did this wrong with the cast that they had. The cast they had. I don't know what they had. They even brought back James O. Jones to play Mufasa. Like, you brought back Mufasa himself and the movie was still terrible. Like, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way they did it. They could have did something completely different. And I understand, live action lions. I get that. That's great. But it just didn't translate well with anything. And that's fine. Like... The cast was fine. The cast was perfect. I just think the direction they did it in was bad. I think the production wasn't that great. I mean, it's just so much about that movie that I will talk about for hours about how much I did not like the live action version compared to the non live action version. I mean, John, John Taylor Thomas plays Simba, and I was fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, it was fine. And that's saying Donald, Donald Glover, and the sad thing is, Donald Glover's an amazing actor, producer, director, rapper, singer. He's all these things, but they wasted his talent on this movie, and that was make, that made me angry. Yeah. He's very talented. He's so talented. So I, I feel you on the liking the 2d aladdin better and it's it's really not it's really not the the cast it wasn't the cast's problem it was more of well, trying to bring all those things to life and it just didn't mesh well well i'll i'll say probably the one the one cast i did that was uh, regarding aladdin the one cast member i did that was bad that was the guy who played jafar i thought he was <laughs> he was so flat <laughs> fine the actor's actually not a bad actor too i don't know what direction that they were giving him but he could have been so much more sinister like so much more jafar like literally jafar is literally a snake like he's a snake in human form and i don't know why he they give him such flat acting why did they do that to him (laughs) will smith was fantastic he did his own version of genie and so was Aladdin and Jasmine. I didn't mind them. What did they do with Jafar? Yeah, but... It was weird. It was so weird. It was bizarre, in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part with these remakes, I mean, I'd rather them try to do something different. And that, that's... A yeah. lot of them try to be the... just. I mean, even with The Lion King, it tried to be word for word like the original movie. And yeah. that's where I, I'm very appreciative of Mulan, uh, despite that angering some people because there's no Mushu or musical numbers. But uh, yes. And those parts of, of the original Mulan, those were the ones that weren't even of culture. Because uh, you had Mushu played by uh, or voiced by Eddie Murphy. Uh, yeah. yeah, Eddie Murphy. Like had sometimes even playing kind. Of, I wouldn't say a stereotype, but there was a part where he acted like he was 
in a black church uh, when they introduced him. Or there was like a little joke where he was in a choir. What what was it? Uh, but he was like giving a sermon, and uh, even the musical numbers they were actually sung by white people, or at least the make yeah. the man the ma- the man uh, out of you. That was not an Asian song at all. No, so, no, it wasn't. I think it's I, kind I, of yeah. I I hope I want to I want to like Mom. I want I hope the best for Mom. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's not out yet. I no, it keeps no, getting pushed back it. because of Corona. But oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Port- COVID just ruined everything this year. Yeah. Um, I want, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hope for. Mo- it looks epic. Yeah. And one of my friends is in it too. Uh, Jimmy Wong. He's the guy who got me, helped get me engaged. Uh, he's oh, a wow. sweetheart, and I, yeah, he's he's an amazing, he's an amazing person. I, I really hope, really hoping it's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, in the back of my mind, I love Mulan. I think Reflections is one of the best Disney songs in like their library. Uh, second to um, uh, Go to Distance from Hercules because that's my favorite good good guy song. So, yeah. um, but I'm really hoping Mulan is good because yeah. I really like Mulan too. And it was one of those first movies. Where Wait, like, you the like girl Mulan actually... too? No, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I don't think did they make a second no movie? they did oh it? jesus they did <laughs> they did I never watched, it's I never so watched bad the they did they did i never watched the sequels i think the only only sequel i saw was the aladdin one with the princess oh Daisy geez and yeah father yeah but you're making a think... sequel to the live yeah, action no. ones too so that's gonna be interesting but anyway no they are they they they, they are in production of the a sequel to the live action Aladdin movie and they've been back and forth on whether or not it's oh, gonna have anything God. to do with the animated land too they said yeah it will be no. no it won't no you should not make it like the original Aladdin 2 don't no. <laughs> <laughs> that's like trying to make Cinderella 2 I heard those were bad too the Cinderella ones I, heard I thought the terrible. second one was alright I mean or at least really? the th- yeah well one of the Cinderella movie or sequels I thought was okay like I mean not, not okay. all of the Disney sequels I thought were bad but I mean most of them in Mulan, de- definitely that one. That one was. But anyway, uh, I didn't even know. <laughs> oh, and they even like replaced Mushu. And speaking of uh, uh, of like stunt casting, they had a white guy try to perform Eddie, Eddie oh, Murphy, no. and they no. made Mushu the main character of the second one. What? And they didn't even get Eddie. They didn't have enough money to pay Eddie. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Although the animation looked very good, so it was really weird the way they didn't do that. Yeah, it did. Anyway, I, I don't mean to go on uh, about all these movies, but I mean the fact that you are a you know you're a voice actress, you do have a perspective on all of this. I mean, even though you voice act a lot of games, I mean, still as a actress, an actress is an actress, so that doesn't mean to anything specifically. So I mean, especially with doing games and doing commercials. I mean, what is probably even the, for those who want to get into voice acting, what is even the challenge of being a voice actress? <laughs> I always tell, <laughs> this is going to hurt, oh boy. Patience is the biggest challenge of a voice actor because you need patience. Oh God, I, I can't believe it. Okay, so this is something I personally had to learn because when I first got into voice acting, I my first job was for an indie game and it was through a friend because my friend knew I was an actor and I did stage acting when we went to high school together. So she was like, hey, uh, are you free to do, are you free to do some voice work and stuff like that? I was like, yeah, I can do voice work. It'll be my first time. And she was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. 
I need it for this game. It's on Steam right now. It's called Luna and the Moonling. It's a puzzle game, and it's about a princess saving her father, and it's ador- it's adorable. But one thing I had to learn was patience, because um, patience is the worst, can be your best friend and your enemy as a voice actor. You have to have patience when you're doing your lines. You don't want to rush your lines when you're doing auditions. You don't want to rush your lines when you're doing voice work. You have to have patience when you're waiting for a audition to end, for the time to end. You have to have patience when you're waiting to hear a response because sometimes that can be aggravating. You have to have patience to know when it's okay to announce that you're in the game because as a lot of people can tell, voice actors have been removed from games for saying they're a part of a game, that which breaks their NDA. So it's the number one thing I would say is you gotta have patience in this. If you don't get roles, keep trying, keep going, trying out, have patience so that you when you get that role you feel good about yourself again and you get that confidence and things like that it's like literally the number one thing i could say is have patience number two confidence of course number three in this i don't know hopefully i don't rustle a lot of jimmies voice acting is not for everyone it's a make or break you kind of thing if you're not getting or if you're not getting roles some people will just quit they would just flat out and quit trust me i was about to quit at one point until i got the role for house party and then i was like okay i guess we're back on i guess i'm good enough so it's 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 a make or break you kind of industry there's a lot of competition there's a lot of work to be put in it may not sound like this work but if you i one time i had to literally sit in my little mini studio and record for six hours straight for a job because they needed an asap so it's one of those things where it can be tiring it can be stressful it can be draining it can be all these things but when you get those roles and you get that credibility and you get that respect that you deserve and earned it feels rewarding so you have to have like Basically, you have to go into this saying that I'm not going to quit. I don't give up. All these things. That's the best advice I can give people because I've seen people try to go into it and they quit. And I'm just like, no, you can't quit because you don't get a role. You can't quit because you didn't get what you want. You have to keep going. you got to earn it. you got to earn it, you know? Yeah. And is that why you love voice acting? Uh, is that when you get to that, you know, that part that feels re- rewarding or not, I mean, not rewarding, but it feels awesome that your voice is in a game. Yeah. Or is or what what is probably your favorite thing about even being a voice actress uh, as that being your main job and everything i think in the end like people think it's the money and it's not the money because regardless of what anyone thinks voice acting doesn't pay as much as people think they do it does you may get like a big job here and there but it doesn't pay as much as people think it does i think it is the whole like that's my voice kind of thing you know and I get really, I get really happy. Like I just had a game called uh, Foreclosed that premiered on IGN. So it was my first time seeing my a game that I voice on on IGN on a big gaming website and hearing myself and I'm just like, oh my God, that's me. I want people, the reward that I get out of it is constantly getting better and better at my craft. And maybe one day some kid's gonna look, find me and look up to me and say, hey, a little black girl's gonna be like, hey, oh my God, that's so-and-so and she's voiced by a black woman and maybe I can do that one day. Because I literally got inspired because of Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy X. When I first heard the voice acting in Final Fantasy X and then I played 
Metal Gear Solid, and I saw a character named Fortune, I instantly was like, I want to do this. This looks awesome. It looks like a lot of fun. Like, mm. but I, I, in the end, I wanted to do Broadway and stage acting, but I can't now, unfortunately, because I have a disability. So when when I see voice actors that I look up to, uh, such as C, um, Cree Summers, Cree Summers is an amazing black woman voice actress. She has been literally on my radar since I was a little girl when she was, um, oh God, what's her name from Rugrats? She's Foxy from Drawn Together. She's um, the girl from Batman Beyond. She's the, she's in Rugrats. She's basically your childhood. <laughs> she's number five in Kids Next Door. Like She's literally the one I idolize because she's so talented. Phil Mara is another one. Oh, um, and voice actors of today, like Daniel McRae is an amazing voice actor. She used to voice act the um, voice of Karma from League of Legends. And I heard her voice in the new Final Fantasy VII. And I was so proud of her because now we're friends and she's been tell- teaching me stuff. So, like, I want to hopefully one day inspire some young girl and be like, yeah, I can do that, too, kind of thing, you know? I want to I wanna sit back and be, be help be the change in something that needs to be changed, which is more diversity in the voice acting community, because it's very, it was very lacking, and now we're actually getting a voice and getting, you know, we're actually being seen, because, unfortunately, Black people in the past and there's testimonies have been looked over in the entertainment business and now we're actually getting a voice so it's really nice to see for the next generation of voice actors well not only that but i mean even look at black people in the game development scene and (laughs) i mean one thing that i've noticed when i even uh looked up and found adam kareem is i looked up black game devs and there's actually a twitter handle called black game devs and it's a whole collective like they have a spreadsheet of all of these black or all these ga- all these indie games that came out from so many years and even today that were made by black people and yeah. most of them nobody played like you go on their steam pages and they have like maybe one user review or no user review and hardly any of them got many, much attention i think the most of it yeah. is house party there's change for both of that and a lot of people don't know like people like you know cyberpunk 2077 yeah. right it's based on board game that was made by a black guy a lot of people don't know that fact like it's just like (laughs) it's just so crazy like people are trying to find diversity but people that are diverse don't get the spotlight and it sucks but now like i said times are changing things are getting better people's voices are being heard like i actually have been given like i people heard my demo i it went from maybe a couple hundred views to now 20k views because people are like i want to hear more voices in the um, black community and they're like someone was like i don't even know how i didn't find your demo and i was like i don't know either i honestly don't know i've had this demo for a couple months i've been spreading it around it didn't get the traction it needed all of a sudden it's gotten the traction there you are now we're talking so it's it's really it's really sad like I this and black devs are finally coming out the woodwork um there's a discord group that I happen to be a part of that are basically black devs and people showing their portfolios and I mean it's it's the change that we need but we'll see how long it lasts because you know how things people like to change all of a sudden and today's age and everything especially going on in the U.S. is just it's just 
sad to see. Well, something I notice when doing these interviews, I'm doing a lot of conversations with creators of color uh, throughout the summer. You may, I mean, last week I had six wonderful ladies of color. Some of them are out of the country. Yeah, I had uh, Chingeto Maui from Zimbabwe, Africa. She's an amazing coach. She's a really sweet lady. But, you know, learning about stuff that's going on in Africa, it also makes me mad at the people who are making a big fuss of just wearing a mask. Because uh, yeah, of how much yeah. easier we have it. I, I mean, and I'm not even... I'm. I'm that's the thing that, that I'm really... That, like, you have no excuse to treat yeah. COVID-19 seriously, but... I've been staying inside since March. I, I barely have left the house. The only time I've left the house was to go to, like, around the corner to our, like, our market. We have, like, a little food market around the corner, and that's just about it. And I mask up each and every time. And it's really sad that people are not taking this seriously. There's 135, 30,000 deaths in the U.S. right now. Yeah, and you know what? There are people even trying to share uh, data or data that is very misrepresentative of the data that we get from the CDC and WHO. But it's data saying, yeah, there's like maybe like one death. Uh, in the week there's places there are counties with no deaths whatsoever and i'm like okay you're not helping by sharing this data that is obviously not true like you can just google two seconds and it'll give you the actual numbers of everything but people just want to believe that hey we can take care of this and there are there are still conventions here in yeah. texas that have not moved out of 2021 because they're like ah oh, we we can we can do this we just have to tell people to social distance so i'm like have you seen the numbers in texas you know people aren't gonna do that <laughs> have you been to a convention <laughs> like like <laughs> i've been to katsuka Otakon. uh i've been to a couple a lot of conventions and i know people do not social distance at all we have one big one up here in uh called yeti con up in here in uh ontario and it's basically like it's like colossal con if you heard of colossal con so but it's the canadian version of colossal con and they canceled and everyone was so relieved because it looked like they were going to keep going it, it looked like they were going to keep going but i think a lot of people that and i and i hate to say this i think a lot of reason why people don't cancel right away it's because then they the people that are hosting the convention i know i know from one convention they said this people that host the convention cannot get their deposit back if they cancel too early, they have to cancel around a certain time, which is kind of crazy that the convention center is just like, yeah, that's COVID happening, but we're going to just keep this going. And if you cancel, you, you're going to lose all the money that you did to reserve the spot. And I think that's really messed up. Well, okay. I, the, the other <laughs> thing is there have been conventions here in Texas, like uh, Anime Fest is my favorite convention to be at, or one of them, and they canceled, like, two or three months ahead of time, because they're like, yeah, they're, they we looked at all options to see if it was possible, and there was no way we could make this work, so we're yeah. going to move it to 2021, and all those people who purchased tickets, they can just move it into 2021 without having to pay for it again, uh, so I mean... Yeah, I think that's awesome they do that. I think that's awesome. YetiCon did something like that. They refunded all the tickets, but our hotel rooms were pushed to 2021. So we didn't have the hotel. If you book like, because me and my me and my husband and our friends book a three bedroom all this every year. So getting the three bedroom is literally like the holy grail of this convention. If you get a three bedroom, you're set. It's basically like living in a condo. <laughs> And it's really nice. But um, they were like, no, we're just going to we're just going to swing over your rooms to next year. You guys can still pay on it if you want and things like that. I was just like, that's amazing. 
that's that's great stuff right there. That's what a lot of conventions should be doing. I know Otakon just canceled, but they're gonna. I know, yeah, Otakon just canceled, but they're gonna be turning their rooms over to next year. I think people still have to actually try to get those rooms, which sucks. I feel bad. I feel so bad for them that they have to actually fight for these rooms again because Otakon's one of the biggest conventions on the East Coast. So yeah, <laughs> it sucks, but I'm glad these cons are getting some common sense and canceling because i want to say hopefully all of them but like the 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 ones that do that i even love going to that yeah they cancel ahead of time and some of them even say hey you want let's go online let's do a virtual convention like they are able to just quickly adapt and say okay this is not going to work and we do have plenty of months ahead to cancel but the ones that try to do it the last minute they're usually hoping that somehow the virus is going to go away or not be that big of a deal by then and that's probably why they also decide to take that long road and say hey we're going to keep this venue option open until the very last minute but there is a convention that's supposed to happen here in November and I'm not going to mention the name because I actually know the guy who runs it but I had a conversation I... with him and I was like uh, wait you're you're running this convention in November 2020 and he's like yep really looking forward to it and i was like you know what's going on right and like what what's going on <laughs> covid19 the people getting infected and everything is like eh, it'll be over by november we'll be fine i really don't think so <laughs> I, I, the way the u.s is going i really don't think and i'm i'm from the u.s i'm from washington i am DC. too i'm from texas so, so I'm the, like i i just I just don't see it going very well. <laughs> I don't see it going away. Even us, in, even us up here in Canada, yeah, our cases are going down very rapidly. Uh, the decrease has actually been very nice, but here in Toronto, we're still getting steady cases. Even Canada's just like, yeah, we're going to extend stuff for a couple more months, and we're going to just be mindful of this even though the the person is talking about do, opening schools which i'm very against right now i'm very against kids going to school right now I especially too. schools that are very overcrowded yeah. there's no way you're gonna have those kids in that school and expect parents and teachers to be okay with it but um I just don't get, like, why people want it. Like, Disney, for instance. Disney just opened up, and there's already videos of people coughing and stuff like that, and showing that they're coughing at Disney World. Like, <laughs> Like, can so... Florida has, like, crazy cases right now. So you're gonna open Disney? Does that make sense? And not everyone's wearing masks and being protective, especially to the cast. You're really going to open Disney. You're really going to do that. Okay. All right, Disney. I see you. <laughs> so it's it's one of those situations where I think a lot of common sense is being thrown out the window for these conventions and these places and things like that that want to open up so soon, knowing that the body count is getting higher and higher in the U.S., you know? It, it, it just... I just don't get it. I honestly don't get it. I've been maybe maybe because I've been a hermit since March, so I, I don't understand. <laughs> well, I, and there's something I I was meaning to get to when I was talking about the the six awesome ladies I was interviewing last week. But one of them at the very end of the week, uh, her she goes by uh, Selby Demai, and she's a I a uh, rat or female black rapper from Ireland, and. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, she is just a really sweet lady, and I was just—I spent the whole time making her laugh because she was dealing with a just a nonstop week of hate and racism. And well, first I want to say is we talked about COVID nineteen cases between Ireland and over in the U.S. Apparently. Ireland is doing a better job when it comes to dealing with COVID nineteen because they they said I'm that they haven't <laughs> they haven't had a huge they a crazy outbreak like we I mean COVID nineteen is over in Ireland but they're saying that over over there at least for the most part they are being very careful and they're they're in a maybe in an earlier stage or a later stage than we are but they're like hey you want at least everybody that I've seen uh, they've all been wearing masks and they've all been social distancing and we're not doing any because she hosts concerts. Or we're not going to any concert. There's all those big public gatherings. Although there was that one moment where I did see some photos of big gatherings in uh, Dublin, Ireland. But uh, for the most part, outside of that part, things have been all right over there. What, yeah. what may or may not be worse over in Ireland than here. I mean, I'm, I don't even know why she even should say worse because, you know, hate is bad everywhere. And I don't think it's, ex- any of this is acceptable. But she was telling me and sharing about the racism that goes on in Ireland and how black women are just being, you know, thrown around like toys. Like, not, not exactly, I, I don't know if it's to, to what, I don't know if it's in the level of what you see with George Floyd, but they they have said is that you know there are uh, some her black friends like they would try to go out and shop and just get their groceries and try to go home, and then there would just be these jerks that would come up and start filming them out of humiliation and just uh, you know making them feel bad, and th- it's. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, hate is pretty much global, and that's, like, this racism issue isn't just in the U.S., and that's what really gets me, but another thing is, apparently there are very few black singers or black, uh, you know, Irish musicians uh, being featured on on the big Irish magazines or everything. Like there's a there's a woman who does this gender disparity report, and she says there's like maybe one person of color out of the top twenty singers that are featured on a magazine. I'm not and, surprised by that. Uh, yeah, so that that's this is, this is an issue that we have to kind of all band together. And I mean, mm-hmm. we but we've grown up with this sort of elite. I mean, not to us, but some people like, hey, you want USA is the best and everything. And I just I don't know. I've I've never <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. As a as an American, I I can honestly say I've dealt with my own personal prejudice. Being indigenous and black, it's <laughs> America's the best, right? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to say something without sounding like, without being labeled as a possible terrorist. No, um, you're not a terrorist. <laughs> I I grew up in a very low poverty area, and my mother was a great woman. I will say this: she basically is my inspiration for anything that I do to push myself to be a better person and to be good at my craft. She knew the situation we were in. She knew the neighborhood that we grew up in. She put her daughter in, she she worked, she was a registered nurse and she worked hard and she put me in private school. And I know for a fact <laughs> that uh, there's, there, you, you know, you, America's problems. <laughs> I, I knew for a fact when I was a little girl growing up, that uh, they, they, there's, there's a group of people that just don't want us at all. 
Yeah. It's really unfortunate. And I remember, I remember I did a science fair and I actually had a really good science fair project. Can a lemon power uh, an item? And I had this lemon and there's a, there's a fact that you can actually use a lemon to power something really small, blah, blah, blah. I got fourth place behind two volcanoes that were store brought. <laughs> <laughs> That were store brought. That were they didn't make it themselves at home. I made everything I had to make. I I because I was a huge tech nerd, so I love the engineer sh- stuff. But oh, said the other word. I love the engineer stuff. I got. I got fourth place and even my teacher was like why does she get fourth place and they didn't even have an answer all white judges didn't have an answer and I knew my mother knew my mother was looked at me and I knew that was the lesson that I had to learn (laughs) that day that they don't want us to be a certain way and it sucked it sucked it honestly did it really sucked but in the end it molded me to be a better person to understand prejudice so that i can with everything going on i can basically speak out about things that needs to be spoken about and being indigenous as well it's 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 like seeing like things like the dakota pipeline and uh, seeing what the people in Hawaii are fighting for to keep a telescope off their mountains and now R- Mount Rushmore, I see it from two sides, and it 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 just it just hurts that that this is happening to so many people of color, yeah. and it breaks my heart a lot. <laughs> like I I sat there, my husband who who is white, my husband's white, and I sat there crying before, and I go, why is this happening? I don't understand it. Like, I, I want to understand it. Help me understand it. He's like, there's just some bad people in this world that just, just want to keep a certain minority down. And that's just how it is. It's, it's just, and now you're talking about the woman in Ireland. I'm not surprised by that. I'm really, I really wish I was surprised by that, but I'm not. Because, like, it's usually the most talented people that don't get the spotlight they deserve. Yeah. And I, and I really hate great. to see it. Yeah. I hate to see it each and every time. I do. It, it breaks my heart. Like, I'm seeing my friends protest, and, and I can't protest. I want, I want to be out there. I really do. And a lot of people are probably like, oh, well, why aren't you out there? Well, because I have chronic illnesses. Me being out there is going to cost, it's going to basically could get me killed, literally, <laughs> without any bullets or any pepper spray or anything like that. I could just die just by being out there. Like I said, I've been a hermit since March. So if I get sick, that's probably it for me. If I get COVID, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Because COVID, yeah, because I have lupus. I have a disease called lupus, Sjogren syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. So I have a lot of problems and I don't heal as fast as a normal person. So that's just, uh, no, no, no. But uh, seeing, seeing my, seeing my, as I, I say this, seeing people of my skin color fight for the right thing, it's beautiful, but it makes me very upset at the opposition that I vote. And I'm going to say this because I have I have family that are cops. I love them. I love I love them so much. I don't love what they do, but I love them and I understand what they're doing. They want to they want to be they want to change from the inside. It's like that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I want to they want to be the change on the inside for better cops. I get that, but it's not going to happen anytime soon if there's too many bad cops on the field. They're outnumbered, unfortunately. So that's why I understand how she feels. I I 
I, it's really, I'm really unfortunate that a woman that talented is being judged by the color of her skin and not by her talents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is uh, unfortunate. I mean, I've seen that story and I, that's why the whole time I was just focused on making her laugh because I felt like she needed it. So that's why I brought my yeah. cat in here. I tortured her by uh, locking her in the room. <laughs> yeah, she was just running around the room, like meowing and screaming. And, well, that's great. No, she she is great. She is. Uh, I mean, she's an orange tabby, so her hyper nature is Aww. just. <laughs> I knew an orange tabby. It was uh, they're yeah. such tabbies are great, great breeds. I don't care what anyone says. No, they People are. Call them just, the nuts of cats, but they're great breeds. Yeah, yeah, they they're just very energetic and wanting to be mm-hmm. all the place. But you, you mentioned that you know not being able to go out and you know some of my greatest friends also have chronic illness, so that that's where I even uh, try to look out for them and all that. There is a plan B though, and that's where I started all this from before even doing a lot of these diversity interviews that I'm doing right now. I did something actually in two to three parts, and that is how to support people, I mean, how to support Black Lives Matter, how to support people of color without having yep. to go anywhere, without having to go out and protest. Yep, and I did that with my charity streams. Which, I host, that's where I'm going um, like to get to. Yeah, your charity yeah. streams. So mm-hmm. uh, I did thousand um, dollars for cause of change I did five hundred dollars for trans lifeline I am very adamant about making a change doing my own thing and charity streams are just something I'm very passionate about like the lupus foundation of America I've been raising money for them for over a year I've raised four thousand dollars for them and now I'm gonna do a charity stream tomorrow actually oh, yeah. 12 hour 12 hour charity stream on twitch I'm doing uh, for black girls code an organization that helps young black women get the things they need that don't have that opportunity which i understand like i said i understand what it's like to like not have opportunity living in a low a poor area so this this organization helps girls get into coding so they can make video games or they can make programs and things like that which would help get more diversity in these fields so that's why i'm doing a charity for that and i commend people like you honestly because i really think it's awesome that you are writing up other ways that people can protest even at home and i think that's wonderful i honestly believe that's wonderful my husband does kind of does the same thing he he's very vocal <laughs> about things on social media with black lives matters and it's 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 wonderful to see great allies there because <laughs> there's some pretty bad people out there that just want to keep us silent unfortunately yeah i mean i mean just like with COVID 19 there are people who don't take this seriously either i mean mm-hmm. I, I just said that i'm just done with july 4th nothing's gonna change i don't really want to celebrate this holiday anymore i don't care if i'm american and there's someone who just commented on on, on my page or my post and he was like uh, you know how about you just make memories of your kid instead of being a jerk and worrying about these political nonsense and I it's like okay first my niece is like three years old and loud noises scare her and second I could just spend time with her any t- any day of the year you can make memories any time of your life yeah like I just don't find I don't find 4th of July that special anymore it just just me mm-hmm. And that's why I just skipped out on that day. And, and yeah, I mean, what I'm, what I'm doing here is just talking to wonderful people like you, learning about you, and just, you know, having fun conversations. And that, that's, that's the most thing, because I want to make friends with 
you know, pretty much everybody. I mean, including yourself. I don't want to be that person to be like, okay, we're doing this interview. Now we're done. Okay, see ya. No, no, no it's- definitely ask <laughs> if you need to talk. I'm like, I'm like an open book. I'm very friendly. I'm, I see, I'm, I would say I'm a very friendly person. I like helping people, especially when people want to get into voice acting. I give them the best advice I can give them. But like, I don't, I don't get why people, people have this intimidation, I guess. They're just like, oh, you're a voice actor. Do you, do you even talk to people or do you make friends? I actually had someone who was just like, you're too good for certain people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's not true. I'm a, You can message me anytime you want to. My response time may be between now and maybe a day, but I'll end up responding to you sooner or later. Sometimes, it's, like, if you want to be friends, yeah, we can be friends. Let's go for it. You want to play video games? Yeah. Do you play Dead by Daylight, League of Legends, or anything like Overwatch? I'm down to play with anybody. <laughs> I like, I... I I believe in making connections with people yeah. because I think I think I think Death Stranding kind of taught me that when I was playing that <laughs> like making connections is very important and it is it's very important making connections with people because you never know like I just lost a friend this year he was his name was Ian he was a, he worked he, I think he was in Iraq and he suffered really bad mental issues with PTSD and COVID did not help at all and he took his own life unfortunately so I kind of blame myself because I didn't reach out to him at times when he probably needed me so that's why it's one of the reasons why I'm like if anyone ever needs me don't hesitate to message me like I if if, if something's wrong talk to me I'll I'll try to help best I can you know it's, it's one of those situations and it was really sad like getting the news like I think it was like two months ago I'm gonna cry because I miss him mm-hmm. two months ago he took his life and I, you know of course COVID you can't go see the funeral you no, have to actually no. live stream it now yeah that's so weird. it's just so sad like but like like you said like if you're like you know I don't believe in one and dunning conversations if you want to be friends you want to stay connected let's stay connected well, keep that thing going you know the the thing why I even bring that up is because one of my friends, when I was going to commit to this, uh, she was like, yeah, that's great and all, but I, I mean, the, the, the thing that I worry about is, is for the people who, uh, you know, do that where they share a post or like something or they talk to someone and in support of Black Lives Matter, then they unfollow them right after and then just don't talk yeah, to them. Yeah, that's again. been happening on Twitter. I actually I actually had that happen to my fo- um people that were basically hyping me oh someone people that were actually talking to me about black lives matter and all of a sudden i can't find their account they're gone or something like that i've actually yeah that's actually happening it's crazy honestly like are you actually really for black lives matter are you doing it for clout (laughs) like like are you really are you really an ally are you just doing it for clout and i've actually been seeing you're not the only first person that said that i saw three people talk about it today and then, like, I'm just like, are you serious? <laughs> really? You were doing this? Okay, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. I guess we're doing this. Yeah. So, it's, it, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, but it's happening. Please don't do this if you're one of these people that think about doing this. Please don't do that. That's not right. It's, it's, not the, it's not the whole, like, oh, follow it. It's like, if you're truly supporting that person, if you support someone or you follow someone that you think is generally nice and you want to unfollow them because you don't see Black Lives Matter trending anymore, that's really not showing that you support them. You're just doing it because you think it's cool to jump on the 
bandwagon. Not because you actually want to support Black Lives Matter, you know? Yeah. But, I've, seen, I've been seeing that a lot. It's been interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've only thought about it a little bit, but the, the thing is I don't really want to think about it because I cannot speak for those people. I'm only speaking for me. And for uh-huh. me, I care about, I mean, a lot of, I mean, care about a lot of great people out there. And I, I don't, I'm not what... I want those people who really just don't make a dramatic deal out of someone who just has a big or different skin change. And I see so many stories where even some other people I follow that I've been talking to, they're saying, hey, you want apparently... If you are a black person owning a business, there will be white people who go like, well, I'm not black, so I shouldn't shop there. And it's... Oh my god. That's a headache in itself. That's yeah. such a headache in itself. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my god! I, I don't know why people have this. Uh, this this people have this outlook. If it's a black-owned business, you you're free to shop there. Yeah, go go for it. Shop and support them. It's not it's not a sign. This is not segregation, and you know, guys, it's not saying blacks only. Guys, let's <laughs> come on now. Let's let's be real. Um, but it's it's. I don't know why people are just so intimidated by us. Like I don't know why. It's like either. They don't want us to succeed, or they're too afraid to do come approach us. It's we're friendly. We I, I promise we are. <laughs> I promise we're super friendly. We're super kind. We we're humans just like you. We just been kind of screwed over for maybe the past couple of centuries. So I mm. mean, I just I, I never get that. I never get that fear of approaching somebody. I just I just don't. I understand like movie stars and stuff. They're famous, you know, they have status. But just being afraid of someone because of the color of their skin is just, ugh, it's just kind of silly to me. It's just silly to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've, I've been talking to you for quite a bit. Because, I mean, I love talking to you. You're, I adore you, Lay. You're just amazing. But, uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, just having just geeking out over movies and then talking about serious things and then talking about i mean even though you're mainly a video game voice actor we kind of went all the place but i mean that's it's a lot of things that do relate to you because you do go into acting and then you know you are you are black and i think you do should talk up about these issues that you've been having oh, yeah. i mean yeah. uh probably the one thing i will say though what what is of all the i mean i don't i don't want to make a favoritism but of all the things that you've voiced act so far what is probably your favorite <laughs> it's, it's so hard to pick this role i would i'm gonna give you the links for house party so you can look at look at this yeah because maybe i looked at the wrong house party i think i it was it will probably it's i would say it was i can't say i don't want to break okay i'm not gonna break my nda no i don't. did just do some work that I found very enjoyable but I would have to say if I had to pick a role it's Leah from House Party because it wasn't it was such a role that I was actually allowed to use my natural voice in because usually it's just like oh I gotta go super deep oh I gotta go super high it's just like it's like one of those things but like now I actually have to be like hey what's up how you doing kind of it was like my natural voice and some of the stuff that I had to say was like so off the wall crazy that I was laughing while reading the lines which was great that's how much I enjoyed it but I would have to say house party it's 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 such a weird game but it's so it's funny it's funny it's it's just fun to voice and they always call me back and they're like hey we need new lines for Leah and I'm just like oh yay and I get excited so I would have to say it's house party hands down (laughs) it's just 
It's a great role. Where it's do a you, fun where role. Where do you even, like, get House Party? Like, what platform is this game on? It's on PC. Okay, it's on, on Steam? Steam? Okay, all right. Yeah, you can get it on... It's in a, It's kind of adult-ish rated. It does have That's lewd right. stuff yeah. in it. But it's very famous for, like, the comedy of the stuff. It's, like, it's literally a choose-your-own-adventure game. But you're a guy trying to, like... <laughs> Try to bang people, but it's not even. It's it's so hard to explain this game, but it's so funny. That's why I won the voice for it. And I worked so hard on that audition that I actually got the role. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would house party. I will send you a link of the Game Grumps playthrough. Okay. If you, you know who the Game Grumps are, right? Maybe I I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so you do you know who Eagle Raptor is or Aaron Hansen? I think. Okay. So they, I, yeah, he, he I don't had... keep up with these YouTube stars today. I mean, I've been watching <laughs> no, a lot. Of, I'm doing a fun podcast anyway. No, no, it's it's completely fine. They they just they just they're funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy watching it when I'm like having a chill moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely um, check it out. It's something you have to watch for yourself to understand. But yeah. I would say that was a great role. Beautiful Desolation was a beautiful role. I got to play a, a beautiful African leader of her own place that doesn't die. I was so happy with that. I was like, does she die? <laughs> That's all I need to know. Does she die? And they were like, no, she doesn't die. She actually is a leader of her own tribe. I was like, oh, she doesn't die? Good. I want player. So I did that What uh, platform recently. is that one on? Is that uh-huh. also Steam? Is that also a Steam game? It's a Steam game called Beautiful Desolation. It's by okay. the team that did a game called Stasis, which was a... It was a horror game, but they actually shifted to do like a futuristic game set in Africa. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's futuristic game set in Africa in like a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. So it's it's also on Steam. Got great reviews. It yeah. must be a good game because I've seen nothing but great reviews on it. You never uh, played these games that you voiced out. I don't get to play my games. Why? I don't. I don't have the time to because I already know what happens to my character. <laughs> But support so the developers. I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to play this. But they, they, the <laughs> developers, they worked hard on it. They they programmed I know, everything. I know, but I don't. I want to play it, games like Ghost Adam Kareem is going. Adam Kareem <laughs> is going to listen to this, and he's going to be very sad because he's the one guy oh working God. on that game. <laughs> no, I'll try to play. I'll I'll play some games I voice in on my. Theme, but it has to be like well, Twitch, Twitch friendly. So like, I can't play House Party. That game is actually banned on Twitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I play Luna and the Moonling. I played a little bit of Mazagun, which is a uh, dungeon crawler that I voice in. I played a little bit of that. I play. There's another game. It's supposed to be. It's a battle royale game called Rem- Revenants that's coming out sometime next year. I got to play that. We got to do the test beta for that. So we got to test out stuff and I got to hear my voice in it and stuff like that. I mean, I do play some games I voice in, but if it's like heavily my character in it, I'm not going to play because I know what happens. I'm just like, this is not going to be enjoyable because I know the beginning and the end. <laughs> so I have to like, I will just play other games like tomorrow I'm playing Death Stranding and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I so, guess that that's what your streams are about. I mean, I would, I would assume your streams are about games, but I mean, when you said like, I, I don't have time, then I'm like, okay, well, what's your live streams about? They're ma- I mainly focus on chair. I play games on my live 
live stream. Yeah. Um, I mainly focus on charity. And when I'm not streaming, I'm mostly working and doing recording. Yeah. So it's like streaming, I play video games, which is kind of, I guess, work in a sense. But it's more charity work because I actually, you know, raise money for charities instead of getting money for myself. Yeah. Um, but I do, which I enjoy. Don't get me wrong. It's very enjoyable to do some good in this world, which needs to be done. Of course. But when I'm off stream, I barely get the chance to really play many games. Like I have Animal Crossing, which I'm like, I'll check in on everything, go to the store, do some fishing, grab my bottle, things like that. It'll take me an hour to get done that I'm turning it off and then I'm going to work. And I get in my studio, just sit down, record. I'm just like, okay, let's go. Let's get this started. I, and, and like you'll hear this from a lot of voice actors they actually don't have time to play a lot of the games that they're in I think Troy Baker from The Last of Us didn't get to play his game until years later for the very first time and that was on a stream with mm-hmm. Nolan North and that's insane because yeah. <laughs> Last of Us is a fantastic game it's yeah. it's, it's fantastic yeah, no, I love I love the first one. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't get a lot of time. I just That's mainly fine. focus on social media, getting my name out there, spreading awareness about this this charity, promoting my stream, um, voice acting. I don't get a lot of time to do much, and then I have to worry about my health. So once a week, I have to do my wellness check and all this stuff, and it's 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 crazy. You get busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I really hope you get better. I mean, I've, I've I think that is important to have your wellness check in to get through this because uh, yeah. chronic illness is not really fun. I mean, I don't have it, but I have very amazing friends who have it, and they, I mean, they have to go through a lot. And I, yeah. I mean, I, I always wish there's a, I mean, if not a cure, there's just a way where you, you just, you guys don't have to suffer anymore from it. It's, I don't know. I'm hoping that's why I raise a lot of money for the Lupus Foundation because they are actually fighting to find a cure. So hopefully one day, because my mother, mm-hmm. I talked about her in the past tense because she died, passed away due to the same disease that I have. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the reasons. He's actually the real. I keep telling people, my mother is the real reason why I do everything. Yeah. She is. She is literally my inspiration to be a better person. So she, she was the reason why I got started with charity streams because I started raising money for the Lupus Foundation. So yeah, I people with chronic illnesses, it's it sucks. No, no, I, I get it. I, That's like the best way I can say it. it yeah. Sucks. No, I, I get it, girl. I, I, I get it. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I have amazing friends of mine. I love that have it. It's yeah. Anyway, we're we're we've talked quite a bit. So where where do people no find your your stuff? Uh, I mean. Not not just social media, but you know your your streams, of course, because you're doing one tomorrow. So yes, um, yes, you know if you want to plug uh, in all, everything. Yeah, it's uh, my stream. You can find me at Twitch.tv/slash Tiffany Witcher. Um, I stream on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 10 a.m. Not always sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm very late. Um, and then you can catch. Um, I have a website, TiffanyWitcher.com, that has all my credits, my demo, and everything like that. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram are both underscore Tiffany Witcher because for some reason there's another Tiffany Witcher in the world <laughs> that has that has the Tiffany Witcher, but it's it's fine. They can have it. It's cool. Um, and that's basically the best ways you can find me. Um, is do those social medias, but I would say Twitch is my people like to find me on Twitch and be like, Oh, you're a voice actor? Let me check out your things. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I'm a voice actor. I've got work on Twitch too. Thanks, thanks to Twitch. Thank you, Twitch. Uh, <laughs> so 
that's the best way to find me. And if you guys drop by my charity streams, please spread the awareness, share it on social media. So that way the organization can get funded and they get their money and do things with that money for great causes, especially color, like Colors of Change, Trans Lifeline, Lupus Foundation, uh, 100 Dreams, things like that, that do amazing things for people of diversity. So, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> no, definitely. You're, you, no, you need that plug because you're a wonderful lady, and people, more people need to know about you. But I. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, no. You're, you're, anyway, I'm, I'm mumbling in my my transition <laughs> no, to say fine. upload this. Uh, this will be uploaded. I've you here too long. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I I wanted to. That, that's my whole thing. I just sit back and let people talk. I, that's. I mean, the whole oh. purpose of this. I. Anyway. SoundCloud.com slash Pondspress and also PitchPodcast.com and ChasePond64 on Twitter, but also Pondspress on Facebook and on Instagram, same name, Pondspress. Uh, also, uh, the schedule, the weekly schedule I put up, which I just tweeted uh, not too long ago before I did this, and it just a weekly schedule where you can just keep track of the stuff that I'm doing every week. So I got five more interviews, I believe, this week. Oh, no, oh, four. Wow. Four, yeah. I mean. I don't... I'm, I'm talking to a lot of awesome ladies of color, but uh, you can <laughs> look at the schedule to find what I'm talking about regarding the interviews, regarding, you know, my own gaming show, and also the movie podcast I do. The, the whole schedule's on there. And, yeah, that's... That's pretty much it. So, I mean, you're wonderful, Tiffany, and I just hope was that... It was nice talking with you. I'm sorry I rambled, but it was No, nice. no, it was, it was great that... No, you are a great rambler, because you have very wonderful stories, and you are a very wonderful person, and I hope you enjoy, you enjoy the rest of this week, not in as much pain... Uh, I mean, especially oh, yeah. being the summer, I, hopefully there's not... I don't know, but yeah, just have the best time for the rest of this day and also the, the best time during the stream tomorrow thank you i appreciate that i appreciate you so talk to you later <laughs> love you all right bye, bye.